0: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Special technique of shadow Right, 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 right. What's up? What's up? What's going on? What's good? This is the August twenty third, twenty twenty one episode of the Boxing Source Radio Show. I am your host James Bell, the leader of the Boxing Source on social media. You could follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, we do have YouTube channel. Uh, big ups to everybody. That you know will join here, uh, either live or through the on-demand podcast uh, that will be available on iTunes or Google Podcasts or whatever you use for uh, your favorite uh, podcast apps. Um, We you know have a few things here that we're going to be you know going over in this particular episode. Um, You know, of course, we are still you know getting the reactions of the fight that took place over at the T-Mobile Arena on Saturday night. Um, We are also going to talk about the uh, news uh, that was announced uh, by the World Boxing Organization in reference to the um, mandatory, um, you know, bout that is, uh, you know, scheduled or slated to happen. Uh, in the welterweight division between Terence Crawford, the WBO welterweight champion, and Sean Porter, uh, who was named the mandatory contender, um, and we will also talk about you know the um, formal announcement, so to speak, of the undisputed super middleweight championship fight between Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant. So uh, we got like a few uh, things here that we're going to be you know going over and going down. Um, So uh, we wanted to, you know, get some more reactions to it and everything like that. Shout out to uh, my brother there, uh, Brother Mark Nash on the live. What's going on, my guy? Um, You know, see if, um, you know, we'll uh, see if we could talk about or chop it up uh, when it comes to uh, these topics that are, you know, going over here real quick. I mean, we had, of course, that uh, fight card that was Saturday, Um, you know, with uh, your Dennis Ugas scoring the win over. Manny Pacquiao, um, we did you know, have a little bit of a conversation about it on this uh, YouTube channel yesterday, but you know, wanted to get into it here a little bit more. Uh, of course, uh, you had your Dennis Ugas get that unanimous decision win, uh, two scorecards of 116-112 uh, and one scorecard of 115-113, uh, uh, therefore your Dennis Ugas. Uh, so uh, all three judges gave your Dennis Ugas at least seven rounds, you know, pretty much had, you know, was watching it live, you know, and I I pretty much, like, gave Ugas seven rounds uh, because I had him pretty much up at least, um, you know, by I had him with six rounds uh, by uh, round 10, um, you know, was over, so uh, that's the thing. Uh, Yeah, props to Ugas for his performance, man. I mean, he, you know, kind of like – really uh, fought the uh very a very good tactical fight against Manny Pacquiao you know regardless of what you know some people may say about Manny Pacquiao in his uh, overall uh level or condition at this particular point um you know that would be it um now uh yeah the thing was uh, they did have something there with the judge uh you know kind of like uh or the uh referee You know, administering your Dennis Ugas when he did, uh, you know, hit Manny Pacquiao low, and uh, pretty much admonished your Dennis Ugas and gave uh, Manny Pacquiao, you know, a few minutes uh, there for him to recover. Uh, So that would have been a really interesting situation if the uh, judge, uh, the judges, Mark said, the referee there, um, you know, had taken a point away from your Dennis Ugas, but. You know, it still ended up being the thing for um, Uga. So, like I said, it was uh, two scores of 116, 112, and one score of 115, 113. But, you know, wanted to get into it, uh, you know, a little bit more here. I mean, you kind of like seeing something with, um, you know, Manny Pacquiao. um, That, you know, he looked like he was trying to, uh, you know, get himself going. Uh, being very active in those first couple of rounds. Uh you saw that he was throwing the double jab, uh, you know, off the rip, you know, throwing double jabs and, and and things like that. Um, but you just saw your Dennis Ugas have a level of patience, you know, over the course of those early rounds to where he didn't he wasn't necessarily, you know, very active, but he, you know, kind of like used his offense to try to get off his offense when he could. Uh, particularly in the counter-punching style. So, you know, anytime that, you know, Manny Pacquiao would attack, then, you know, your Dennis Ugas would respond with like a one or, you know, two-punch combination. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and that was that. Um, but, you know, it was something where your Dennis Ugas had been, um, you know, measuring the distance with uh, against Manny Pacquiao and use his reach advantage. I mean, it was, you know, pretty much like around a two or three inch reach advantage for your Dennis Ugas. And uh, he, you know, pretty much like, you know, measured that uh, to the T because even though you kind of like seeing Manny Pacquiao, you know, land a couple of shots pretty much with the jabs, he was, you know, fairly good with the jab uh, fairly early, uh, but he couldn't, he couldn't get that left hand landed. He He just could not get that left hand landed. And you you did see, like, some of the things where you saw Manny Pacquiao try to throw three-punch combinations, uh, the, the right jab, left hand, and then follow with the right. But he was just, you know, a uh, little bit short with that left hand and couldn't necessarily land it. It would, it would just, you know, miss uh, the target there for your Dennis Ugas. And, you know, Ugas just uh, strategically – Uh, fought a very good defensive battle. Some people probably thought it was like a great uh, defensive uh, tactic there, by Dennis Ugas, uh, particularly in those uh, first six rounds or so where, you know, he kind of blocked or had, you know, Manny Pacquiao missing uh, most of those uh, left hands. And he would, you know, occasionally throw a couple of punches to the body, uh, a couple of punches upstairs, mainly for counters. Um you know, kind of like controlled the pace of the fight. Um, and then, you know, kind of like stepped it up a little bit in the second half of the fight when he, you know, had signs of Manny Pacquiao slowing down. So he turned it up uh, in the second half of the fight uh, when it came to the offense a little bit. Um, and, I, you know, I kind of like seeing that, you know, with him, he, you know, got things going where that right hand, like Manny Pacquiao just didn't have any type of answer uh, for, you know, the right hand, you know, so it was like, where was that, you know, type of defense or anything like that, you know, for, um, you know, Manny Pacquiao to try to get himself uh, back into it in the second half of the fight. Um, and he just saw like a, a, a really, uh, tired, worn down, uh, Manny Pacquiao, uh, there, uh, by the end of that particular fight, man. I mean, and that kind of like summed it up you know what i'm saying um shout out to uh, Allen to Saint you know, on in in the building uh there you know um he has, you know brings up the uh question of um uh, Manny with his uh prime mobility probably could have got him but you know Manny was clearly not able to move like he used to uh, yeah uh Allen to Saint like Like I was saying yesterday, uh, he he didn't have that movement. He didn't have the timing. Uh, You kind of like seen it. Um, I think, you know, they were like explaining it during the rounds of the fight that it just looked like his timing was off. Um, And like he didn't, you know, get himself to where he could, you know, set up Ugas and and, and trap Ugas to a certain point. You know, we tried to, you know, get your daddy's Ugas uh, to the ropes and try to swim him. Uh, but he wasn't, you know, really landing that many shots. And then even with that, you know, Ugas responded. So it was kind of like even exchanges or something where you know your Dennis Ugas uh, had the you know overall advantage uh, there in those uh, particular exchanges. So it was like something to the point where you know it it kind of um, was like a you know good little bit of an advantage there for your Dennis Ugas. Uh, like I said, I, I pretty much had Ugas uh, with at least seven rounds over the, over the course of that fight. Um, it looked like it was a little bit even, probably by round four. Uh, but by round seven and eight, you kind of seen the uh momentum turn over to the side of your Dennis Ugas, as you know, it seemed like uh, Manny Pacquiao's your know, overall activity or to, uh, timing looked like it was uh, going to be down. Uh, but, you know, even with that, I mean, it was something to see, you know, they said through, you know, of course, unofficial uh, punch stats that Manny Pacquiao threw a total of 815 punches over the course of 12 rounds. Uh, while Gerdinand uh you know, just uh, threw about 405 punches. Um, and, you know, I was just trying to, you know, look at the whole thing in reference to the overall activity, though, and. You know those unofficial punch stats. It, it looked like you know Manny Pacquiao was throwing more punches uh, over the second half of the fight uh, than in the first round. I mean the first half. You know what I mean? Uh, but Ugas was you know still you know calm, patient uh, in in his own pace. You know didn't necessarily kind of like throw um, you know over fifty punches in any round. Uh, it seemed like, but. He was able to land at least uh, 10 shots over the course of every round in that bout. Um, and, you know, I, I just think that he was like fairly consistent when it came to power shots. And that kind of like was the key to the fight there was him being more consistent uh, when it came to landing power punches and, you know, not having an answer um, or mainly not having an answer for that right hand. So, um, all you got now is. You know, your Dennis Ugas with the win, and he is now, you know, officially, officially, officially the WBA super champion there at welterweight. Of course, you know that backstory for this particular fight was that your Dennis Ugas had held this uh, WBA title because you know they the WBA stripped it from Manny Pacquiao for his act- inactivity. Um, so they were like saying like, hey, okay, let's see if, uh, you know, initially when they had the fight between Pacquiao and Spence, that maybe they'll, you know, reinstate Pacquiao as a champion. But they were like, WBA was like, no. So um, and when Spence out, you know, now you got um, Ugas as a WBA champion. Uh, joining in live, what's going on? What's happening? Uh, it's Lefty in the building. Uh, so what's good with you? What's going
1: on? Congratulations to you. Uh Udanis Ugas. You read them paragraphs
0: you wrote already? Uh man, I've seen like one of them. Like he said like something about, okay, now I'm officially the uh WBA champion. Man, it's like every time I read one of those tweets from Euras Ugas, it's like a whole struggle uh when it gets uh you know interpreted. You know, like I can already say that I'm the WBA champion. Oh, do I still need another fight or am I still a paper champion? <laughs> hey, he get to talk. <laughs>
1: he get to talk his talk. You know, he won the fight, he gets to talk his talk.
0: Yeah.
1: So, all's fair and love and war. He gets to talk his talk. Did you enjoy the fight? It was a good fight to me.
0: Yeah, I mean it was a it was a good, pretty good fight. Um, particularly in those uh fir- the first half of the fight. I thought it was a good tactical bout between, you know, those two uh fighters. Um I just thought that um, it was just more of a story of uh, your Dennis Ugas uh, having a uh, better uh, strategy for Manny Pacquiao, you know. Yeah. yeah. And that that second half of the fight, man, it was just more of like him kind of like dominating that second half. And that was the key to it. I think that, um, you know, he, you could probably say that he won about five of those last. He could have won up to five of those last six rounds. You know, I hadn't seen the judges' scorecards, you know, round by round yet, but it just seemed like the the tide was turning, um, you know, after about, like, round seven, round eight.
1: Not according to Raphael. Ugas needed a knockout to win.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I saw that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Dan Rickfield said, like, oh, man, Ugas needs a knockout to win. I'm like, what?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a good fight. I enjoyed it. I had had uh I, w- w- I would hate to see what Spence would have did to Pac because Pac look, looked old. But props to Ugas. Hopefully he get that big unification next, be it Spence or be it Bud.
0: Yeah. Um you know maybe it'll be Spence, maybe it'll be Bud, you know, it depends. I mean, you know, were talking about it uh something about it yesterday and you know the WBC like kind of like got word that in reference to uh, how Spence's surgery went that you know it was good enough for them to you know, kind of like have uh, his status probably be intact uh, for the time being. Uh, So, you know, right now it looks like Spence is going to keep that, you know, uh, WBC title. Not uh, not sure what the IBF has said up to this particular point yet. Um, But, you know, it looks like they'll keep his status as unified champion. And then, you know, we'll see what happens uh, once he, does get, get himself uh, back into, uh, I guess, ring shape and say, okay, maybe I'll go ahead and fight uh, your Dennis Ugas.
1: Yeah, and the, the IBF, they had already given him a, uh, I think it's an extension or medical extension. Yeah, medical car extension car or,
0: exemption or whatever it is. Yeah,
1: from that car accident. So, so yeah. they probably you know, they, they get a little itchy. He may yeah. have to drop it, which it ain't no big deal to me because there ain't nobody ranked in the IBF that I, you know, that you're clamoring for him to see. You really only want to see him fight Ugas and, and Bud.
0: Yep. That's pretty much it. Uh, you know, they're in the welterweight division. I mean, it with the exception of maybe Keith Thurman, but you know, how, you know how expensive. Uh, yeah. That, yeah, when yeah. It comes about yeah. Keith Thurman. So Keith, 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 Keith better get that tank work. <laughs> nah, man. I yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't see them uh, making that fight. I I really don't see them making that fight. I'd be I'd be really surprised if they made uh Tank versus Keith Thurman. I know that you know <laughs> Thurman was talking to Mad Mad stuff uh you know over the weekend about a potential fight like that, but it, it, it kind of like seems from you know the past couple of weeks that you know Thurman was a you know suggested as a potential opponent and you know, Leonard L.A.B. say that, yo, Tank's so talented that, man, he would, you know, knock Thurman's ass out. (laughs) So, I mean, that's kind of like where that stemmed from. But um, from a business perspective, um, you know, with Ugas winning... Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, with Ugas winning, um, you know, a lot of people were like saying that, oh man, this could have been the fight for Spence to kind of like you know, put him over the top, you know, a a passing of the torch type of thing or, you know, just a changing of the guard, so to speak, Um, in that it could have been something to the point where, you know, um, he would have been the guy uh, there in the welterweight division. And he probably would have, you know, if he had a good performance against Manny Pacquiao and ended up stopping him, that, you know, he would get that demand to be, the guy to uh, focus on, as far as like, um, you know, getting those big money fights uh, there at welterweight. Mm. But you know, mm. now that he wasn't in there, and now you see that your Dennis Ugas is one. You know, that kind of like affects things a little bit. What do you think about that? I wrong. think I think that's better for Spence in the
1: sense that now, at least with the Ugas fight, I, at least with the Ugas, because that was a fight he's going to ma- make anyway. At least it's a bigger fight for him now. You know, I mean, it, of course you will want Manny to win, and you want to fight Manny. But all things considered, that's the best possible outcome that could have came in. Ugas did get a lot more, you know, a lot more popular than he would have been if um, Spence had to fight him after Pacquiao. Yeah, know, it, it didn't bother me that much because I'll be honest with you, I was never big on Spence versus Pac. You know, I was never big. You know, it, it was it was a Fight I would to watch but I was never like yeah because I knew what was going to happen
0: yeah you know if it, yeah if it you know gets to a point where um you know maybe like one fighter is favored so highly that you know it kind of like diminishes the interest so it would almost yeah. be like yeah what what's the point of really getting into it you know I mean I, I was
1: happy this, you know I was happy it was a big fight we was going to have our fight party like but like I wasn't really you know it, it wasn't to me like i felt when when they when they went spence versus porter or wilder versus fury you know what i'm saying i felt like this one had a predetermined outcome
0: yeah this is gonna kill him yeah yeah it definitely didn't look like it was gonna be a 50 50 fight nah. you know nah. so so that was the thing about it um added in uh you know another contributor here long time uh, brother Mike G from uh, Atlanta, uh, checking in, man. Uh, yeah, we're back at it with the uh, Pacquiao Ugas talk. In, That's tank uh, country, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, I've kind of heard that. You seen um, that? You see the numbers today? Yeah, I did. I did. They love that boy down there. Yeah. Mike, what, what's, go, what's up, man? I want to throw a correction. I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. I just live in Atlanta.
1: Oh, Birmingham? And I was thinking about moving <laughs> to
2: uh, Huntsville.
1: Okay. okay, yeah. They they say
2: yeah, it's a, I, I
1: uh had, the largest city it. in Birmingham now. I mean Huntsville, in uh, Alabama, excuse me. Huntsville is nice, man. I it, it surprised me. My first time going out, I was in Tennessee and we shut down a hunt. I was in uh just south of Nashville. We shut down to Huntsville, and I ended up getting me a hotel room down there, going to a couple bars and spending night. I was like, Yeah, I like this. I mean, not just tonight, like 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 the because uh, I moved from Detroit to Cincinnati. And Cincinnati a lot slower than Detroit. Huntsville like kind of like Cincinnati but with better weather.
2: Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a growing city. You know, a lot of, a lot of opportunity, a lot of jobs. So,
0: yep, 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 yep. yeah. It looks Man, like I saw some, no um,
2: team. like a video of Pac after the fight, and I was a bit disappointed with his response. He lost. Everybody saw that he lost, and you know, you could tell he was sort of, um, down about losing and and just emotional in terms of whether or not he' gonna retire. But then now he, I heard him say that both his legs was cramping, which could have been true, right? But both of his legs was cramping, and that's why he didn't have movement because his legs was tight.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't have any excuses, but uh, you know, my. But that ain't legs.
1: his. That ain't his first time complaining about his legs being tight. Either. You know, even after some of his victory, he's been complaining about that for years, though. So, really. And which really, I, I think it's more like he don't want to accept the fact that he's not that. That he that he should hang it up, you know what I'm saying? Which because, because he didn't get knocked out or even knocked down, he probably thinking, well, it was his ring rust. All I need is a uh, another fight real quick, a better camp, and then I can come back.
2: You know I don't I don't dispute or or if he feel it, then I think he should do what he feel is best. The thing mm. I'm I have problem or issue with is always having an excuse there's always it seemed to be an excuse when he had the fights where he doesn't get slept or he feels that it's a disappointment or don't necessarily agree with the outcome there's an excuse my legs was tight and i couldn't move blah 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 or my shoulder was hurting even though i threw that hand a million times yeah that's just not a good look in my opinion
1: true True. I mean, well, he's always, that's just something he's always did. I mean, I think, you you know what? Every fighter, I notice all fighters have excuses after they lost, Lose. 99% of them. There's very few that don't have no excuse. I'm doing my uh, evening walk through my neighborhood, so that was like, but uh, it's very, a lot of them don't take it as extreme as Wilder did. A lot of them are more subtle, like PAX. Have you noticed that?
2: Did I notice that Wilder got cheated? Is that what you're asking? No,
1: no, no. I'm saying every <laughs> fighter <laughs> has excuses oh, okay. that they lost like 99% of them. Some of them don't go as extreme as Wilder, but more and more subtle like Pac- Pacquiao's.
2: Yeah, you're right. Everybody, to some extent, most people have yeah. some sort of something. They always blame it on something or say this happened. I'm not going to make excuses yeah, but you yeah. know i was facing this issue yeah, yeah this,
1: exactly this, 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 this exactly exactly. <laughs> exactly that's that's how they do
0: yeah that's the thing man are you saying something mike
2: oh uh no i just just i'm i'm uh echoing the sentiments everybody kind of does do that i just once i so my sentiment right after the fight was that. Let's say Pacquiao is toward the end of his career and it wasn't his night. M- mainly due to the style matchup. Like that was, like I said the other day, the worst style that they could have put him up against. A strong person who, who is a you know a pretty competent boxer and has a long, a long uh, jab that he has to contend with and, and is strong that that's not something that you want to put Manny Pacquiao. And so in my mind I'm thinking like, okay, bad style matchup, he'll always have trouble and or get beat if the judges judge the fight, you know, uh accurately, he'll always have trouble with that type of style. He can still come back and beat some of the guys, you know, like obviously he's not gonna fight a Sean Porter or Errol Spence or probably even Terrence Crawford. Um, But, you know, you throw in a few other people, he can still beat them. But then once I heard the excuses, it's just like, just make me feel a little bit disappointed. Did you enjoy the fight? Like watching it, did you enjoy it? Was it a good fight to you? Yeah, I enjoyed the fight, yes. I'm I'm going to say what I said yesterday. I'm not taking away from Ugas' win. But I think the fight was less about what Ugas was able to do because, because what Ugas did was just go into his, his natural strength. He used his boxing. He used his range. He, he used his jab, and then he countered. He, he did things that he always does. It was less about what Ugas did and more about what Pacquiao didn't do. Pacquiao and his coach, they came into the fight, and what they always, what they always seem to do when they're in a tougher fight they don't make adjustments. Uh, Roach didn't give him much of anything as he always not do to to adjust. You got to get around this these landmines and and you don't want to get slept. But I can't teach you to do that. And then the way he was coming in, it was like he was trying to like he he was like putting weight on his on his right foot to try to like get off to the right. But then you would see him sort of do like a skipping motion, like he would put his weight on the on the right foot. And then instead of, instead of like, like even having his weight like sort of balanced to where he could make, make the two quick steps, sort of like Sean Porter do, he was like, like jumping, like hopping, like he pop, pop on his right foot. And then Ugas just hit him. He just hit him just like every time he did. Pacquiao couldn't get around the landmine. Roach was not able to tell him how to do it. They obviously didn't practice that. I'm, I'm going to let you go, Lefty. I, I think uh, Ugas stayed
1: disciplined. A couple times he 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 kind of got into a, uh, like Manny trying to drag him into a little dog fight. Like Floyd Floyd said, Manny, Manny throw flurries as part of his, that's his trap. When he get in there throwing flurries, that's his trap to get you to open it up. Then he going to catch you with a counter. Uga stayed disciplined for the most part and didn't fall for that. And like you said, he was just pop him. He just wait, pop and get out of there. And that overhand right was just catching Manny, like Manny didn't know
2: what no no know, know how to get away from it. That looping overhand right that he kept throwing. Oh yeah. Do you agree with what I said though? It's less about what Ugas did because he did what he normally do and more yeah. about what Manny Pacquiao could not yeah. do. Yeah, but
1: I think but I also want to attribute that to Ugas' discipline for not falling for Manny tricks, you know what I'm saying? Sticking to their game plan. Yeah, he was like
0: On. It was no, a right. slow
1: pace game from Ugas. Yeah, but then again, why couldn't Manny do it? Was it age? Was it ring rust? That's the question. That's the question he asked well, himself too. Well, if it was ring well, rust, was I to try deficiency? it again.
2: If it's age, no. But well, was it a deficiency that 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 has always been there? That that has typically when he and them fights like that because quietly. If he didn't get that body shot that came from the guys, like AJ AJ would say, that hurt Keith Thurman, Keith Thurman would have walked away in the sunset with the fight. Like, it would have been a close fight still, but Keith Thurman would have won that fight, won the whole second half. He hit Keith Thurman with a body shot, and, you know, Keith Thurman got a retreat then. Um, I, I'm just, like, I, I like Manny Pacquiao, and the more I see Manny Pacquiao in terms of his conviction about his people and stuff, I ask myself, now that Floyd Mayweather isn't fighting, who would I rather have a conversation with? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like on a personable level? I'm not gonna answer that question on um, on air, but all I know is when somebody ain't fighting and doing the thing that you love them for, and, and you just look at them holistically, I question if I would really hang around with said people, the image of them, how about that? Um but outside of that I was a bit disappointed man It just I know he older I know he going out the door but no adjustments really Manny had, okay maybe he just couldn't maybe
0: he just couldn't you know
2: Then yeah, you had a uh, a message that popped up
0: Yeah um uh, you know Allen Saint was saying like Manny has ignored uh Freddy before uh, in the past uh, is what he's what he's brought up, you know. So maybe there's been some times when you know Freddie Roach has said something to Manny, and you know Manny goes out there and doesn't do what you know Freddie Roach tells him. So that's kind of like where that comes from.
2: I feel Mandy, you,
0: Manny said. I'm doing my own thing.
2: <laughs> I feel you, but. I don't think Roach gave him no adjustment directions. He When has he ever given any other his fighters like this ain't working or or, or we got to go to plan B or try something or they're capitalizing on this. He's capitalizing on you uh, making that them two-step, step, step, and then he trying to counter you. When has he gave him some adjustment to I got a great idea to faint and make him throw his punch and then you counter him, manny. I get it, he older, he, his feet ain't moving like they used to, but where you faints at, Manny? Where you faints at, Manny? Well you think I uh, will try to make it to the Michael Jackson thing, but I couldn't. Where the faints at, man? What where, where was his coach telling him to faint?
0: Yeah, man, I, I wasn't really seeing it. You know, I wasn't, you know, seeing it there against Ugas. I, I don't know if it was something to the point where you know, I, 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 it looked like to me that Manny was getting a little bit frustrated after, you know, seven or eight rounds that he wasn't, you know, able to, you know, land his left hand like he thought that he was going to over the course of the fight. And, you know, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see those feints. I didn't see him really try to set up uh, your Dennis Ugas and something where uh, he'll be able to catch uh, Ugas with the left hand. It, it just seemed like he was just doing the same, you know, things, just those, you know, three, three or four punch combinations, a couple of, you know, jabs here and there where he stepped forward with the right jab and, you know, didn't really make any adjustment. Or, you know, when he tries to do the flourish, it would be like smothered up to a certain extent or it's something where your Dennis SuGas would, you know, be able to respond either with, a, you know, one a shot or two shots to the body and then gets himself out of the pocket. So, um you know it, it just wasn't a good uh overall fight there from Manny Pacquiao when you know maybe he was uh, kind of like disappointed with that performance. Uh potentially he could try to see about going for a rematch, but um you know at this point uh, a few people are like thinking that you know this you know might have been his last uh last go round. Um, so to speak, but you know, yeah, I, I just think that you know that overall effort was kind of like a little bit disappointing from his side because it just it like like Mike was saying, like Ugas really didn't like show himself to be um head and shoulders above Manny Pacquiao. It's just that he technically fought a great fight, you know. It wasn't like it was a uh, complete domination. It was just something where he just consistently won round by round, you know, doing things to, you know, that are kind of like, you know, what you would do as far as, like, textbook in the ring from a defensive standpoint. Uh, but it wasn't until, like, the tail end of the fight where you kind of, like, seen where he upped his offensive output and he was able to land better to where he had uh, Manny Pacquiao in some serious trouble. But over in, like, the first half of the fight, it was more about him staying patient, uh, him defending well against the combinations from Manny Pacquiao and him kind of like being out of range from Manny Pacquiao's left hand. So, yo, know, that's how that uh, kind of like went for me.
2: I got a question for
0: lefty. Go ahead.
2: So we had another guy on the show who said he thought Manny Pacquiao won due to activity. And uh, Ugas, Ugas is landing you know, five to ten punches around, even though they was clean, wasn't enough to overcome the activity. Um, Who do you do you agree with the decision? And if not, why? If so, why?
1: Uh, yeah, I agree with the decision uh, that who got Uh He just packed like Pacquiao couldn't really do nothing after a while. It, 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 he was having a. a Activity, but it wasn't effective aggression. You know, he was aggressive, but he wasn't. It wasn't effective aggression because Ugas was stopping everything he was trying to do. Especially after what was at the fifth round, when Ugas started taking over. Now, I was I was at a fight party, so I couldn't really hear the play-by-play broadcast. But I saw that tweet they put up that said that uh, Dane Damian Lillard said that the broadcast is trying to make it seem like Pacquiao is dominating, but Ugas is winning. So. From me looking at the fight, I thought I, I, I don't know what the broadcast was saying, so maybe he was being swayed by that. But just for me looking at the fight, it, it looked like everybody at the fight party agreed that Ugas won that fight. It was like no controversy whatsoever.
2: I agree with you. He had another partner. If you're listening, I'm talking about you, Matt. But uh, it was it was nobody at the fight party that
1: thought Pacquiao won that fight. I mean, it wasn't. It, it was no controversy at all. Yeah, and these are Pacquiao fans, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, that was the thing about the immediate reaction was that you know people didn't necessarily say that you know Pacquiao, um, you know, was going to pull it off. Um, it, it and you know from the live, you know, social media interactions, it just seemed like you know they kind of felt like Pacquiao, uh, wasn't in in it um going into those last that last round or whatever it is it wasn't like oh snap this fight is even and you know it's really really close or you know anything like that it just seemed like it was more of you know where they saw that the tide was turning uh towards Ugas' favor uh leaning into those last couple of rounds of the fight And so when those scorecards you know pretty much came down then You know, when they said that Ugas uh, was uh, winning, then that was, uh, you know, kind of it there. I mean, you know, of course, you know, there's always that element of surprise or controversy when scorecards are, you know, read that it could go the other way. But, you know, they just had, you know, all three of those scorecards going Ugas' favor. And, you know, people were like, okay, you know, all right. You know, Ugas did what he needed to do in order to win that fight. And so... With the judges giving them us the scores, you know it's all good. So, hadn't really seen anything as far as like you know people saying it's a robbery or anything like that. Um, you know, in a in a significant enough scale for you know people to say, oh, there was a lot of controversy in this particular fight. That's that's yeah. one thing. And the other thing is, you ain't really seen that much of a demand for a rematch either.
1: Nope. I mean, you seen uh. The- Matter of fact, everybody was laughing at Dan Raphael for having Pacquiao win it. He had the scorecard 115-113 for Pacquiao.
0: Pacquiao, yeah. So, you <laughs> know.
1: <laughs> but Mac- pa- Pacquiao does have a uh, rematch clause.
2: That he can exercise. I hope he don't. But I was about to say, my concern is, <clears throat> even if he had a two-month camp, the outcome would be different in that, Sure, the judge, he might have a different crop of judges, but Uga's going to probably win the majority of the exchanges. Simply, if Manny don't learn different shot selection, it's going to be the same outcome. It's going to be the same uh, outcome, but maybe a different result in terms of exchanges. But, you know, the judges, it's a
0: a flip. Yeah, you know, depending on who the judge is going to be, it could be a coin flip or whatnot, you know. I hope he hangs him up.
1: I hope he hangs him up. Mm.
2: Jay, I didn't answer the question that you asked the other day, do I think he is done? As long as if he fights fights and they don't have Olympic-style drug testing and he can be on that Ambrosia, I think he'd be okay. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. That's interesting. I didn't even think about that because him fighting Keith Thurman, Olympic style, vital drug testing. You know, he still had a little bit more in the tank. Could do whatever. This he did. Did this remind you of the Jeff Horn? How flat he was in the Jeff Horn fight? I don't know. Let me, let me not. Let me, you know, I me not know. I'm no cons- conspiracy theories, but. As long as he ain't got the ambrosia, if he does have the, if as long as it's not bought a drug test, I think he'd be all right
0: going forward. Yeah, and, and that's kind of interesting to me because, I mean, they – you know, were what? They were in the same venue as uh, that, that Thurman fight, and it was pretty much under the you know, rules of the WBA, so – I didn't see what they were talking about for uh, this particular fight with Ugas. Like, you know, maybe they had something, a different type of protocol on it. Lefty, you got something? No, I ain't got nothing on it. All right. I mean, it
1: it just interested me. You know, I was, (laughs) that was interesting. I didn't think about that.
0: Yeah, true, true. Um, let
1: let Manny juice and give him his rematch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, real quick, uh, before I like wanted to jump on the next thing on here. Um, those undercard fights, uh, you know, at least with the um, the thing with uh, Victor Ortiz and Robert Guerrero, uh, you know, they had uh, Guerrero with the uh, unanimous decision win six rounds to four. Um, you know, it was a good little scrap there for you know, a good uh, half of the fight. Uh, their pace or overall pace went down a bit. Uh, There in those last few rounds, uh, you know, Ortiz was dealing with a cut, you know, under his eye. Um, And (laughs) it was like they had two fighters in there that had been inactive for at least like, what, 16 months or something like that. Like Victor Ortiz didn't have a fight in like three years. I was like, wait a minute. So they resurrected Victor Ortiz, you know, (laughs) from like three years to have a fight against Robert, the ghost Guerrero, who, you know, pretty much got watched by uh, Omar Figueroa Jr. or something like that. And, you know, leading into the, leading into the fight, I was calling it like a loser leaves town match or something like that. But it looked like they were going at it, you know, for those first couple of rounds though, man. I don't know. I didn't watch it. (laughs) I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch (laughs) Like I said, I was at the
1: fight party, man. I was—I saw that. shit. I was like, "Let me know when Pat come up."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I'm, uh, yeah, be like, I'm chilling, man. Let me know when that. Let me know when that main event happens, man. Let yeah, yeah, it yeah.
1: exactly. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I was. Shit, it was yeah, right. that should be a winner and loser leaves time fight. Well, at least they was fighting each other than somebody else.
0: Well, I mean, I did say that. Uh, you know, um, before the you know close of that fight, I was like, you know, maybe maybe the winner of this fight gets a rematch with Andre Berto or something, man. <laughs> yeah. <know. laughs> or, or at least who Who won? <laughs> Robert Guerrero.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, Ortiz. Oh, ooh. Damn. Ooh. <laughs> That'd have been a good fight six, seven years ago.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I did see, like, you know, Ortiz, you know, have his little spurts or whatever it is, but he was, like, coming forward, you know, throwing punches, power shots, and, you know, at least in the first half of the fight, that, you know, Robert Guerrero was, you know, boxing pretty well, you know what I'm saying? Um, Only
1: time I want to see Ortiz is if he fighting Brandon Rios. Other than that, retire.
0: <laughs> now, um, Ortiz
1: versus Rios, you get me all in on that one. I'll be hooked. I want a 24-7 episode. I want everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is a great grudge match that we never got.
0: Yeah, RG said there was a legendary well, – uh, set up a legendary journeyman's league or something with these fighters. <laughs> I don't know, man. I would, would be crazy, man. But, man, I don't know, man. Maybe uh, I guess uh, one of them wanted to close out their career with a win or something but, or a key win against – a. You know, uh, named opponent maybe it is, but yeah. <laughs> the way that they were like hyping this up, they were like saying, "Oh, the winner could uh, have themselves uh, back in the mix in the welterweight division." I'm like, "What? What? Man. What? No, no, no,
1: no." no.
0: <laughs> they they got to man boxing.
1: Boxing people got to start being honest with with, with fans because we know what's going on, man. Yeah, just say this is this is a, a good fight between. This is a fight between two watch fighters. I hope you enjoy. it. That's all you got to say. We know what's going on.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, if they if they had, like promoted it like you know I was saying like yo had this thing as a in the contract lose leads town match like you know yeah they, they lose and they can't fight again then yeah, go full WWE yeah
1: full WWE on it
0: then yeah Don't try to
1: make this as no legitimate fight we know this not no legitimate
0: fight man yeah man and 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 for them to like you know push it up to a. uh a uh, cold feature about man, that was like, oh yeah. my goodness, man. That
1: was a that was an Al Heyman uh uh rewards for, for years of being uh,
0: yeah, years loyal of to. Good
1: service. Yep, that's you all know. that
0: was. That was so people like put them back up there, like you know, hey, we'll give you this fight, and this will be like a co feature fight for for y'all. You know what I'm saying? For all your years of good service or whatnot. Um. But that fight before that, man, uh, Maxio versus Seha, man, that was a, yeah, that was a good, that was a very good scrap. That was one that, you know, I don't know if um, I, you know, initially I didn't really, you know, think it would be, you know, as good as it was. um, You know, with Seha, like Seha came into the bout, you know, without a win over his last three fights. And Maxio was, you know, coming up uh, there. He's undefeated, uh, you know, it was 22-0. Uh, and, you know, Maxile had got off to that good start with the, you know, knockdown in round one. Uh, but then, you know, Max, uh, uh, Max, uh, uh, Seha, I mean, uh, was getting himself back into the fight. Uh, you know, he was kind of like blitzing uh, Maxile a little bit, was still consistent coming forward, coming forward. And then in one exchange, he, you know, was able to catch uh, you know, Maxile with the same punch that uh, Maxile caught Seha with in the first round with their left hook and then, foul And, yo, you know, it looked like, Max, like Maxile was hurt by that left hook when he went down to the canvas. Uh, But he was able to get up. Uh, uh, what,
1: what, what weight class was that? I asked somebody that the other day. I forgot what they told me. featherweight. Okay.
0: okay. Um, and, you know, Maxile, you know, had himself. He had to clear his head a little bit. Uh, there over those, you know, next couple of rounds, uh, you know, six and seven. Uh, then he got, you know, back into it and like, you know, rounds eight and nine. You, you kind of seen him, you know, even though he was fighting off his back foot, he was very active with his jab and then throwing some combinations and getting himself out of the pocket. Um, and he just had like a second win, getting himself out of the pocket. And, you know, in in uh, you know, round ten, he pretty much, like, pressed the action a little bit, had himself going on his front foot, and he, you know, just started throwing a combination that, you know, hurt Julio Seja, got Seha to the ropes, and then he, you know, threw a left, The left that came short, but then he got through the guard with the right hand, and blah, it just had, you know, Seha out before Seja hit the canvas, man, and, you know, that was like the – Highlight of the night, uh, them you know getting a knockout, uh, there with the win, and uh, it was like a WBC eliminator of sorts. Uh, he does hold like some WBO international title or whatever it is at Featherweight, so he's, uh, he's a Gary Russell, uh, potential opponent. Uh, here we go. Let me let me add in the president of the Deontay Wilder Fan Club. <laughs> Matthew Brown, man, yeah, here we go with the thing with Gary Russell, man. Come on, hey, man. I'm just asking a question. Is this somebody I mean, should be looking for? Uh, man, to? they ain't yeah. been no final eliminators in WBC, and they ain't even really saying nothing. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, they, yeah, they, cause who they have? Um, remember you like Russell was supposed to have like a. a you know, a mandatory thing uh, scheduled, but, you know. Yeah, they really Ray Vargas. Nothing. And, yeah, Ray Vargas. And they saying, like, Ray Vargas has been injured or whatever it is. And, you know, and uh, they had, like, some other guys there that's ranked. And it's like, yeah, they ain't going to be fighting Gary Russell because it's like Mauricio Lara and you know, Eduardo Ramirez. Like, nah, that ain't going to happen. So, so there's that. Uh, but Matt's in the building, checking in. What's what's happening?
3: Man, as soon as I get on, I got to listen to this guy, slandering and Gary Russell again.
1: <laughs> All yeah, I asked was, was he a potential? He said WBC featherweight. But you know he, not. You know he fe- not. No, I don't. But I didn't know even he know he what not. weight class the, the fight was in. I was barely watching shit. I was at a fight party. I was drinking and talking to some bitches.
3: Well, I ain't mad at that. <laughs> on the top, you do something productive. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. Shit, but uh, y'all finished going through the whole card already?
0: Yeah, just about, man. I mean, oh, I'm talking about the Ortiz Guerrero and say Seha joint. Yeah, I
3: didn't want to join while y'all was talking about the card because I ain't really care. I ain't really watch. I was watching SummerSlam. Shout out to Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar came back. Uh, That's what I was fucking with. I, I just want to talk boxing news, man.
0: Well, I mean the next topic was boxing news to a certain extent with the uh, WBO's announcement of uh that oh, person, yeah. uh, you know. See, I told
1: y'all I told y'all it wasn't gonna be Friday, they was gonna have to set a date.
3: Yeah, well, but here's didn't. the thing. They didn't and really um to me, I think it's being reported very poorly. I think what happened is they granted a two week extension to negotiate. Yeah, that's you, what it was you've like never ever ever seen them put a purse bid two weeks out when they call it. So to me, they granted an extension to negotiate to get a deal done, and you can get a deal done right up until 11:59 a.m. on September 2nd. After that, let's go on a purse bid.
1: No, they they even live streaming it on their on their Facebook page. So yeah,
3: because they know this. This right here.
0: Yeah, man, this yeah. is ratings, man. This is ratings
3: for real. <laughs>
0: Like, I mean, it, I mean, it's, 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 it's probably going to be, you know, one of the most anticipated bouts in the welterweight division, uh, you know, in the past uh, couple years, man. Because So what, know, what's we... going
3: to draw a higher rate in, this purse bid or Tia Fimo's pay-per-view? <laughs> <laughs> sure. if,
1: if, if, if they got Oscar on that same deal, I'm, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to get two months.
3: Are you talking Oscar. about if, if, if you get Oscar as part of it? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Oscar is
1: the 11th and $2.99 for a month. So, and TFE was oh, what, the 6th? That's
3: right. Six? That's right. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oscar, who you knows?
3: Oscar de la Jolla, man. Stop playing. Yeah, man. What's
0: Oscar happening with Oscar de la Hoya? 11.
3: He's back, September 11th.
2: Remind me who he's fighting again.
3: Uh, Vita Belfort, the MMA fighter. Oh,
2: okay. I'm going to go back on mute.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't care what nobody got to say. Oscar's my dude. Oscar's what the game been missing. I can't wait to see Oscar back.
0: Oh, man. I mean, I'm going in there with v- Belfort, man. I'm back. I'm all the way back. Yeah, Yo. man. I hope he get the knockout. Hey, He, he gets the knockout, man. He gonna he's
1: knock, going be... he to knock him out. Then he's going to call out Canelo. I hope so. <laughs> he I was going to so. be Canelo
0: and Floyd Mayweather. I was like, he's going to call out one of the two.
3: Hey, Yo. maybe him and Canelo can fight in February in Mexico.
1: <laughs> oh, that would be great. That would be great. Take my money. For real. <laughs> Take my money because I watch that shit. <laughs>
0: Talk about a grudge match. That would definitely be a grudge match. Yep. (laughs) Now, do you
3: think um, I was reading uh, that if top rank does not bid on this fight, then their obligation to Crawford is not over. Now, a lot of people read that as if top rank doesn't bid on the fight, then that means Crawford still owes them one fight. But I read it as if Top Rank don't bid on the fight, uh, he could get some more money out of them. Not that he would have to fight under them, but he can, I guess, get money out of them.
2: They did the same thing, though?
3: No, because just because you have an obligation to me does not mean that I have an obligation to you. Now, the way they worded it was top rank will still have an obligation to Crawford. They didn't say Crawford was to have an obligation to top rank.
1: Yeah, well, that could be a mistake. If they don't clarify it, that could be a
3: mistake. Well, honestly... Is that, shrewd, uh,
1: is that shrewd of a writer,
3: person? Well, you know, Coppinger puts out his word solids that say a lot of nothing, that caused confusion to get more clicks. But yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, think there's yeah. been any real confirmation on what happens when it comes to Crawford's contract. We do yeah. know they to bid a million dollars. They're going to owe him a million dollars. Yeah. That we know for sure because it didn't get him the Spence fight.
0: Yep. And I think they're they going to put it in the opening bid of $210,000. Oh, don't <laughs> say that. Come on.
1: Nah, I, I started GoFundMe for the fight.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I forgot yeah, to post it.
0: I'm to it. Yeah, do something like that. Raise a GoFundMe and then you know, we'll you know, get enough money put together to <laughs> bid on the fight. Man, So do I, you guys
3: but, think... But, do you guys think that um the bid for this fight is gonna get up in the ten million dollar range? Because a lot of people are saying it maxes out at six, which I just don't get because Tia Fimo's fight went for more
0: than that. Yeah, it did.
1: Yeah, but Tia Fimo's fight went for more than that, but uh that you we all know that was that fight was way over over bit, way over bit.
3: Yeah, but you don't think Trilla could actually make money off of this fight?
1: Not bid, no. I don't know. I don't think so because they don't know what they're
2: doing.
3: To me, this is a can't miss fight.
2: Tell us how they can make money. Are you saying make money off the Tia Fimo fight or the. Uh... No,
3: off of Porter versus Crawford if they would like bid something stupid, like $10 million.
1: If they knew what they were doing, yeah. We, we don't even. We... Until I see them put on a real fight like uh, Tia FIBO and Lopez and Kambosis, uh, then uh, we're no we, Another thing, they haven't even put that fight on. They said they're sending the contracts out. They have not put that fight on yet. They've been bullshitting around forever.
3: Well, the contracts have to go out tomorrow. Yeah. So let's see. But October 5th ain't a long way away.
0: Nope. Let's see. Yeah, it certainly ain't. Uh, so I mean, they yeah they gotta get into it for that one. But yeah, this thing for um Crawford and Porter, man. Um, I think they that you know for from a PR standpoint, I think they would try to 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 put this as a purse bid. You know, get see see how the how the people react to it, and then you get the buzz from you know, whoever ends up winning the bid and how much, you know, they bid for it and all that type of stuff, you know what I mean? But, I mean, you, you know how, um, you know, we were talking about the whole thing with, um, when they init- when the WBO initially made that announcement of uh, Porter being the mandatory, and, you know, one certain person that, you know, we communicate with saying, like, you know, they don't feel like they're going to go for, you um, you know trying to secure that belt at this particular time um but you know the thing about it is is like how, how do you not do that you know um That's should be something where you know we should try to go ahead and and uh get this thing rolling you know what I'm saying like it shouldn't really matter I'm like if you're gonna work with uh you're gonna work with top rank on one end you know for you know uh, one fight then you can do it for another one but it just ain't looking like they want to do it for, you know, this particular instance. You know, because they don't feel like they want to uh pay uh you know fight at uh that high guarantee or at least that high uh minimum that, you know, he commands for every fight.
3: Well, I think it's gonna be very interesting. This is definitely the most anticipated purse bid. Since a band of Holyfield, Buster Douglas. Like, I can't damn wait for this.
0: Man, <laughs> man yeah, damn, we we well will we have to wait until next Thursday, the following Thursday, for, for this thing. Yeah. I'm like, man.
1: Lives. I like, I like that they're live streaming it, though. Get the fan. That's more engagement. Get the fans involved.
0: Yeah, man. You get so the publicity dope. on that. You know? No, man, you were saying something? No, I'm just wondering how
3: much top top rank gonna bid. Cause this is crazy to me. (laughs) And um around that six million.
0: I mean six million not bad for them. Uh I don't know. Cause six million six million would make uh the guarantee short for uh Crawford though
3: what but do they, care? I, they
1: they would still have to this they would have to make up the difference no no nope. no whatever they bid is what it is mm-hmm. no. his contract supersedes that though
3: no it like, doesn't yes it does
1: it doesn't. If they, no if they win if pvc win they don't they don't have to guarantee
3: them that money if anybody wins they don't have to guarantee that money if top rank does when it does no, no they don't Yes, they do. I'm telling you.
1: His contract supersedes that. I guess we'll see. They have an obligation to him that they have to pay him a minimum amount of money per fight, purse bid or not, if they're promoting the fight. Now, if PBC wins, they only they they only owe him what
0: the purse bid is. Well, I guess uh, Bud and Boback got themselves a good little deal off that, you know, off that agreement that they had with top ranking V.K. set, you know, minimum guarantee. Because Don Di-
1: King used to have a deal like that where, with his fighters, where he was allowed to bid uh, enough to win a purse bid, even if it's under their their uh, guarantee, but he was still he would have, he would have to this dude explained it before. I asked him to explain it to me again, but they were still bound by the uh, guarantee in the contract.
0: Gotcha. <sighs> gotcha. But, yeah, I mean, it just, you know, how this, how uh, this go going. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, because, like, yeah, if they, like, they hadn't really said nothing about any type of offers that have been made or sent or anything like because
1: that because they're not because they're not. Jay yeah. told, told us like what three weeks ago that this, I don't think that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's an extension. You remember, he said Fox does not want a joint pay per view for this fight. Top rank wants to jump joint pay per view for this fight. Fox does not want a joint pay per view for this fight. Mm.
0: Yeah. There's definitely yeah. There's that too. Yeah. I think yeah. what was the Aaron that was saying that they were gonna try to uh, do a joint, or was it that report on boxing? Scene?
1: And yeah, top ranking trying to pay both purses. That was yeah, that's yeah.
0: always been an issue
1: with that fight. They did They don't. They don't want to pay. Be responsible for both purses. So what their idea was, okay, uh, we'll we'll cover Porter's purse. PBC can. And we'll cover uh Buzz first, PVC can cover Porters first, and we'll do a joint pay per view. Well, that's not what Fox is trying to do, so they either have to cover all the Porters first
0: or uh. yeah, yeah, I don't think Fox is gonna, you know, do much else, you know, with the exception of the uh Fury Wilder three, so they ain't gonna have another uh thing to put up a pay per view a month after that, you know. I don't think they're. You know, really going to be interested in doing that uh, there for the close of the fall season and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm just uh, – yeah, we're going to see, man, um, you know, how that's going to go. Uh, but, yeah, I'm I, – I just want that fight to happen, man. I don't want no alternatives or, you know, anything like that. I don't want, you know uh, – um, Terrence Crawford to fight, you know, uh, another mandatory or something like that. uh, That's, uh, you know, below level of, uh, you know, um, Sean Porter. Like, you know, he can't fight no David Avangian or nothing like that. Or say that they top rank Simon Ricchiti Ellis and that he's going to be fighting Terrence Crawford. No, I I don't want that, man. I want Crawford versus Porter. And and that's that And it, And given given like just that being a matchup, you you would think that at least top right would try to do something to, you know, put in for the fight because the amount of interest that they would get, you know, they would get some back off out of it. But looks like they ain't interested in, you know, trying to invest in making that fight and hosting it, you know, themselves. But uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, don't to know.
2: me, all this
3: is on Porter because Crawford ain't giving up his belt. So if the fight don't happen, to me, it's Porter for um,
0: I, I don't know about all that, man. Like He, he needs to you know, make it public. Like, yo, let's give it a, give it a go. Yo, I want my team to say, "Hey, if y'all gotta secure this fight, secure this fight, and you know, let's happen, let's make this happen." You know what I'm saying? Because um, like it, like this, this might be his uh, only other opportunity to you know fight for a world title. You know, I don't think he, they're gonna try to go for a rematch against Ugas, even though that you know probably was in his mind after he saw that Ugas, you know, got the win over Manny Pacquiao. But I, I just don't see, like, um, them trying to have or set up a rematch uh, between Sean Porter and your Tugas. I just, you know, don't see that uh, being, you know, in the, in the works there, you know. Um, yeah, I
3: agree with that because I think Ugas is more likely to have his mandatory call, which, judging by the WBA's ruling today in the Cruiserweight division, his mentor is going to be the gold champion, which is Virgil
0: Ortiz. Ooh. Ooh. Now, that would be, yeah, that would be something. Uh, if they had that, man, Ugas versus Virgil Ortiz. Hey, yeah. man, I- hey, they fought one week apart. Yeah. So, on the same schedule. Yep. I get it. Yeah, let's go for it, man. Yeah, your Dennis is Virgil Ortiz. Let's, let's, you know, let's make that happen. Um, but during that uh, pay-per-view um, telecast that happened on uh, Saturday, um, there was a guy that kind of gets confused uh, <laughs> for being like uh, Bubba Sparks or <laughs> Paul Wall, uh, uh, Mr. Caleb Plant. The IBF super middleweight champion. Uh, it made the formal announcement that he will be fighting Canelo Alvarez, and it will be on November uh, for those undisputed titles at super middleweight. Um, you already got people, you know, looking like they want to go to this go to this fight, um, but. You know, we we gonna see, man. I mean, it is something where you know, Caleb Plant. He gonna show. He said like he wanted to be the super middleweight champion, so he's gonna have to show and prove on this one. Uh, you know, if he if he really got the skills, because you know, like I was I've been saying there for Canelo Alvarez for a while. Um, if you don't have anything that you know makes him respect you, he's gonna eventually walk you down and try to hurt you. Um, and that's kind of like how his strategy has been or his uh, MO has been since, like, maybe the um, the Jacobs fight or something like that. So, you know, I, I just see something uh, where it, it's going to be a little bit competitive, uh, therefore a good amount of rounds. And then uh, we might see Canelo try to press the action a little bit to see how Caleb uh, Plant uh, reacts to it. Um, you know, one of the other things, too, I said um, as far as like this matchup is concerned is, you know, either Canelo is going to try to do something where he would come forward and try to cut off the ring against Caleb Plant or he's going to try to, you know, box, you know, box with the boxer and Caleb Plant and see how, how he uh, how he fares with that. So, um Yo, I'm looking forward to it to see, you know how uh Caleb comes in cuz this is significantly a uh, higher caliber uh, fight than he's ever had. Um and and there's something there where it's like hey, here we go. I mean, yeah, you secured the bag, but do you want to take over and say that okay, I I'm the guy that's going to take out the, you know, quote-unquote pound for pound king El Campeon uh Canelo Alvarez or was it Santos Saul Alvarez Barragon? So, um, hey, it, this could be uh something there, man, for uh Caleb Plant to kind of like stamp his name, uh, you know, out there in the, in the sport. But now you know, the I know you say out. that
3: um, that Caleb hasn't fought anyone on Canelo's level, but when was the last time Canelo fought someone? that is of the level of of a Caleb player.
0: So, okay. Um, So, you're rating Caleb over, a little bit over Daniel Jacobs.
3: Yeah, to me, Jacobs, he's just never done it at the top level for me. Like, he's, he's good, But it's just something about him to me where he freezes in the biggest moments of his career, but he just can't get over the hump against elite level opposition.
0: Hmm. I mean, I thought I thought he did enough to—I still say he did enough to get over uh, Golovkin, but you know they gave Golovkin that fight. Uh, I said elite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is true. Straight up and down, no special effects. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, may- yeah, maybe that's the thing there, man. Um, you know, of course, uh, Canelo has fought the what the Br- what, do y- what do y'all call it the British uh, the British uh, tour or something like that with uh, you know Billy. Yeah, Joe I call Saunders. it the
3: the, the the European bum of the month for us.
0: <laughs> oh, man. You know, you had the uh, thing there where he fought Rocky Fielding, Billy Joe Saunders, Callum Smith, and, you know, all that, and Adam Yodrum. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that that's, uh, that's pretty much been uh, Canelo's level of competition, you know, over the past uh, year, year and a half. Um, and... Now he's going up against Caleb Plant that has like a completely different style compared to all those other guys and you know, has the you know the height and length, man. So it's gonna be like, okay, you know, how is uh Canelo gonna be able to deal with uh, you know, somebody of that stature, you know, with him being like what five and five eight. You know what I was saying like I thought it was gonna be like I thought it was like five nine, but yeah, they got him listed at five eight. So he probably would he probably is uh it's probably like five, six, five, seven. Yeah, I was gonna say he probably five seven. You but Caleb didn't look much taller than Floyd. No, he didn't. Nope. Yeah, he sure didn't. Um, and uh Caleb was there at over six feet. So that's gonna be the thing about it, man. You know, I think that uh Caleb is gonna try to you know uh get himself to perform at a level that he hasn't been before and and uh like like uh he supposedly said, he'll never let a white boy <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah,
0: that shit blew up. <laughs> yeah, it did. Oh my god. Yo, I didn't think that would blow up as much as it did, man. But oh my god, yo
3: I had to turn off my notifications, man. That shit blew up
1: <laughs> Cause his wife his wife mm-hmm. thought it was real. I mean thought thought you were serious.
0: <laughs> yeah, the the funniest part about it is, one of the one of these reporters thought he actually said it. <laughs> no way, really? Yeah, but oh, wow. yeah, but it was, uh, but it was um quote unquote reporting. Um, no way, Ellie. <laughs> yeah, I
3: made it to Ellie. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs>
0: It was like to be at ES news. I was wow. like
3: wow. <laughs> wow, I might have
2: perfected Twitter. Well, <laughs> oh, I, I I got away from the show for a second. What what happened?
0: All right. So so um on Twitter, man, like Matt had uh made a post uh kind of like uh yo pretty much uh, using a term or like a quote from uh, Bernard Hopkins back in the day and he applied it to Caleb Plant when it came to uh, Canelo. He said like yo, Caleb Plant to Canelo I'll never let a white boy beat me.
3: And Everybody thought Caleb really said it and then blew <laughs> up on Twitter. Oh wow. Yo, it was hilarious though. <laughs> They were like, Caleb,
0: you're a white boy. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say in return? What what he posted? You said, man, man, you lying. I ain't never seen that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he,
1: he got the joke. His wife thought it was serious though. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So this tweet got over a million impressions. Yeah, hey, this shit blew up. Yeah, it got over a million impressions.
0: Yeah, man, the thing the thing it was trending, man. It got viral. It got viral, man. Yeah. But
2: I I would see that being the case cuz the boxing community, I mean, you pretty can we are all well, not all of us, but y'all are connected to to multiple groups and if you know, you put it in two, three groups. Yeah, yeah. You got yeah. certain groups in certain countries, certain groups in other countries and it yeah, just spreads like wildfire yep that's true that's
1: true especially Uh, on twitter you got a twitter uh mg
2: not one uh not really i don't
1: man you gotta get on twitter you gotta you gotta you gotta hop off the you on facebook yeah you on facebook yeah you gotta hop off the porch get on twitter we we walk we we walk on milk crates on twitter (laughs) <laughs> for real, Twitter, Twitter is the ghetto, nigga. And think about it, everybody that come there say that shit. Everybody that, how it all started off? You make a Twitter. This is what happened. You make a Twitter. You forget the password. Make another one. Get on there, and play around for a few minutes. The next thing you know, you hook.
0: Because
1: <laughs> my yeah. pat, my my. my uh account that got suspended account I'm on now my new, well it's my old account, I had that one since 2009 and never used it after yeah. like 2011
0: 2013 yeah, yeah that backup account man, or, you know the emergency account, you didn't ever think you would have to use that emergency you gotta account. come
1: join us, you gotta come to the ghetto uh, yeah, MG get your,
2: get your Twitter back activated fired up <laughs> hey I'll trust y'all with it, I don't, I don't want no problems <laughs> on the Twitter streets,
1: <laughs> you gotta hop off the porch, get on that Twitter, boy. Oh <laughs> uh, man, uh, uh, James, because you you started using a lot. You used to be on YouTube a lot more, did you? And Facebook, right?
0: Nah, I was on Facebook uh, a lot more, you know, yeah. than Twitter, yo. Know, but then I was, you know just on the Twitter joint, man. Be, yo, know, back I don't and and no, Facebook
3: no more. I was like, yeah, you know, i
0: don't I don't be on Facebook like that no more
3: either. Yeah.
1: Unless I'm selling some shit, I go in there to sell my little shit, then I come right back to Twitter. Twitter and TikTok. Yeah. You know what I
3: realized? Matt be TikToking
1: his ass off.
3: I love TikTok, man. (laughs) (laughs) When you put shit on Twitter and TikTok, it gets more clicks than when
0: it goes on Facebook. Yeah, they yeah they, they have whole different algorithms, man, yep. on, on Twitter and TikTok, man. That's that's why I don't really, you know, mess with the thing on uh, Facebook that much anymore because, you know, it, it just gets lost. You yeah, know, Facebook so.
3: buries you. TikTok yeah. is, TikTok and Twitter's more fair. If you got TikTok, some finance, give you a
1: fair chance. It'll show people, and if your shit start popping, it'll start showing more people. Yep. Yeah. Like even yep. if you like even if you don't follow account the way TikTok is, if you don't follow account once you put the video out there. And even though, even if don't nobody like your video, like when you post a video, it'll show to the people that you follow. I'm people that follow you. You know, obviously it's going to come up on their feed, but it will also get pushed out to everybody else. And if people watch the whole video, even if they don't like it, but if they watch the whole video, they'll show it to more people. That's their engagement is watching or how long they watch it. Right. But if somebody see your shit and they click right off, you ain't, you ain't going to get too much. But but they at least put you out there outside of your own little ecosystem, outside of your own
3: little followers and shit. Yeah, you
2: know? at least you would get a shot. You so man. Matt be on TikTok doing the busted challenge. That's what he be on TikTok doing.
3: Oh, come on, man! Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me, brother.
2: What you be on TikTok doing, Matt?
3: I will be posting funny videos. That's all.
2: Hey, I believe you. I ain't, I ain't
0: tripping.
3: Listen, I posted the video of this guy uh, that was cursing out uh, this girl. Uh, he got mad because she said <laughs> that, oh, you have no hair, sweetie. And he went crazy. <laughs> and the video got 5.3 million views.
1: They so yeah. kind of push you out there, man.
2: Yeah, man. Huh? Huh? I, I said the dude was, was losing face. his hair? He was like balding or something? No, he was bald. He was like Goldberg. <laughs> he was
0: pissed. Hey, yeah. <laughs> man, they be having all types of those videos, man, on TikTok, man. But hey, yeah, i uh, yeah, I'll see how that be, that be popping off because, like, yeah, if that algorithm is like that where everybody gets a chance, didn't shoot. Yeah, you know? I, I that's how I found some boxing channels on there.
1: They, they just post boxing like sparring videos and like probably old fights videos you know, the highlights and stuff. Word. yeah Pretty good boxing yeah. video. Yeah,
0: that would be something,
3: video. man. Yeah, I just, I, uh,
1: Instagram. That shit is the worst for boxing. I can't even understand that shit. Yeah, with
3: well, Instagram, not. if you scroll past the video too much, that shit start over when you get back to it. Yeah,
1: yeah. They got the worst engagement, man. You trying to get some engagement? Instagram is for like famous people. Yeah, for people to fawn over you. Oh, you're so nice. You're so beautiful. Yeah. This lady's come there, to Twitter and everybody. motherfuckers be down there cussing their ass out. They, or they done made, they done quote tweeted them and got more tweets than, than they got. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's how Groupies. that be working. You know, you know, Instagram, either it's like that or they be trying to do some product placement or sponsorships or something like that, send them products. They're like, oh, you look good in that. Oh, this, this. is from uh, uh, Swim Trunks or Swimsuit International. You know, how do I look? something i don't know and they get like a million clicks or something like that man but yeah yeah instagram on some on some other different stuff you know with all that but man yeah I, yeah i'll just uh yeah see about running on that tiktok and then see how that joint gonna go man you know what i'm saying um oh uh well so going back on the boxing for instance I don't you know, went through the three main topics man uh what about this thing, uh, Matt? You 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 ordering the fight? Uh, you, you ordering this uh, Paul versus uh, Whitley fight, man? Um, I'm thinking about it.
3: Problem is, the fight is on Sunday. Yeah, Ooh, that's and, great. And Sunday, I added to one of my bar days. Uh, I don't know. Sunday is sad boy Sunday for me, man. <laughs> It's where me and my bartender and a couple friends get together to commiserate about women. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, um, so that, yeah I guess that's one the, another one of your, your prime days there. Yeah, so, man. I'm,
3: yeah. I'm trying to add as much drinking days as possible to my life. <laughs> you going to the T.O. fight? I'm going to have to. That is such a, 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 a good event, man. And you know, they're probably gonna put a versus in there. That's what I was saying. <laughs> you know, they're gonna put a versus in there,
0: but they gotta control it though. That's the thing about it,
3: <laughs> yeah. Because MSG was not happy with them last time,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: We should have anyway. never let y'all the
0: crowd in. was wild and and were. And then she was like, Oh, no, nah, we can't have all this going down, man. She never gave uh, you niggas niggas <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, they're gonna have to do something on that. They're gonna do another versus, you know what I'm saying? You just gotta figure you out Wu-Tang like Wu Tang versus Mob Deep. Nah, that. <laughs> Shoot, I mean that would that would yo they probably go over capacity for that though. What about Wu Tang versus G Unit? Let's go. Hmm. Hey, that man—that's New York right there. Yeah, that is that's New York. But I'd be like, yo, you say Wu Tang versus who? G Unit. -Unit.
1: Oh, okay.
3: Cause Fifty ain't gonna do it. I hate him, man. He is such a bitch. <laughs> I swear. Like, he, he act like he's too good for this. But he, he dying to get Jay-Z's attention.
0: <laughs> like, come on, man. You ain't, you ain't... Nah, man. Like, he... Nah. Just go ahead and do this thing against Wu-Tang and whatnot. Yeah, dude. man. All of the day, man. You know what I'm saying? Just have that go and then run that. You know what I mean? So... But, yeah, they they going to have to do something because I, I know that, you know, with the, the fight itself and the fight card, man, if they're going to fill it out with the remaining fights that were supposed to be on it originally. Nah. Then, ain't going Hell, nah. Ain't nobody trying to yeah. fucking pay
3: money to see women's boxing. It's not
0: Clarissa Shields. I ain't watching it. <laughs> Yeah, but even if Teofimo Lopez, is supposed to be like a homecoming fight or something for yeah. Teofimo.
3: Well, I was talking to someone in the business, and he told me this fight is going to be a bloodbath financially. So I asked him, "What's his ceiling and what's his floor?" He said he think the most it'll do is one point five million. And that there's a chance it only does half a million in pay-per-view plus gate. Man. Damn. And this is someone that we all know and respect.
0: Oh, man. So, yeah, this is uh. Oh, so oh I was with a oh, I...
3: DM for like an hour. Oh, man. I, I posted, I think they're going to make their money back. He DM me like, "Yo, you serious?"
0: Oh, I, well, I I have an idea of who who you talking about. So uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, he's probably right on that one, man. Uh, one
1: point five in total revenue.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. ain't you even gonna get no earned
1: media out of it because don't nobody really care about no Fimo
3: outside of boxing. But you're telling me that yeah. if Maybe. if you watching TV. And you hear come on. oh see, we're running this rap shit. You hear the takeover, and then you see highlights of Tia Fimo styling on niggas, that's not gonna get you hype for the for the fight. Yeah, no, uh,
1: yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about the like,
3: the I, I wanna see the fight. <laughs> that's a <laughs> good fight to me. But Mike, it's only twenty dollars.
2: Yeah. Or two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Well, and you get Oscar. How's it twenty dollars or two ninety nine? Give me, what's up with the two ninety nine?
1: Two ninety nine is for a month subscription to Fight TV or the twenty dollars is just to watch it once. Just to watch it that day.
2: What happened to the uh free free seven day subscription that the zone gave us at yeah. least?
1: you ain't gonna get that. Nah, no, not with <laughs> no
0: free TV, buddy. That ain't that ain't gonna happen. They 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 that. put up uh they have uh too much uh wrestling content on there for for people to oh, have wow. for free. <laughs> you know, for a month, a free a free uh free trial. Nah, they ain't doing that. They ain't like Showtime, you know, giving folks a free trial or whatever it is. They like, nah, buddy. We <laughs> we <laughs> we need the money. <laughs> we need the money, so man. if I can't make it in person, I'm definitely ordering it. Yeah. I like it. Anymore, man. I mean, hey, the takeover boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. You from New York. Yeah.
3: So here, Brooklyn boy.
0: See, we'll see how that goes, man. Um yo, any uh any uh, meat to this uh story about um was it top rank trying to put uh the the quote unquote monster on that uh Fury Wilder three card? Yeah, that's a done deal. Oh, done deal then. Oh shit. Yeah,
3: he's gonna be um on the the free television lead in.
0: Oh, uh, the thing for ESPN? Mm-hmm. Is he gonna fight Jesse Hart or not? Nah? Hell no, they ain't
3: paying no money for no <laughs> opponent. He probably gonna fight Lefty. <laughs>
1: Oh, Matt! Oh, Matt! Get your look! Get your look! Get yours off! Get your little bragging off about Ryder Morrell.
3: Listen, I told you, oh, that that motherfucker did not want to fight my Cuban boy. Everybody keep saying, "Oh, this Cuban guy, he doesn't want to fight nobody." I'm like, listen,
0: oh, Ryder, no, yeah, that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't going to happen.
3: But I knew that Ryder was the one not trying to have the fight because remember he did the interview when I sat on a boxing source. Now, he said he was fighting June 27th. He said he was fighting June 27th, and that was the same day Morel was supposed to be fighting on Fox. So that for all of a sudden, the fight not to happen, rather, oh, Morel must have pulled out. No, they were Eddie was fighting to get 60-40, and now the WBA gave them what they wanted, 60-40. Okay, cool. Let's order this fight. Now he's looking to make Ryder versus Bebo. Come on, man. Get out of here with that. They don't want nothing in the Cuba. And he said it. He said that the, the morale fight is dangerous. He might as well fight Duval.
1: Oh, I was like, God. wow. I heard it. You remember last week I asked y'all, did y'all hear anything about that fight? Yeah, that fight is already done.
0: And man, why am I and the thing is, with it being Bival, man, why am I not surprised? Yeah, you he like, wasn't going to fight nobody. Yeah, he wasn't going to fight nobody, man. Like, come on, man. And uh, what about uh, the potential um, thing with uh, better Biev and Marcus Brown? Well, I don't know if that's going to happen. No,
3: nah, I think it's going to happen unless Brown don't want to fight. Hey. WBC ordered it. But the funny yeah. thing about Bavala is he ain't going to fight nobody until Eddie get that Balazzi fight. Yeah. Because Eddie's setting him up for the Bawassi fight. So he yeah. ain't going to fight Zerdo. He's not going to unify with better Biev. Nope. And everyone was like, oh, well, the fight is not in, in demand for the public, so why should they make it? Motherfucker, that fight will never be in demand with the public. Never. You might as well, like, might as well make
0: it. <laughs> like, yeah, just go ahead and do it, man. Just That's make what the I fight.
3: wanted to say, but I was trying to be respectful. I don't to really be cursing at people. oh man.
0: Like, the thing about it is, um, like, they should have just went on ahead and, you know, just did that, man. Like, yeah. if you... If you're like, it wasn't like uh, people were really demanding the thing for the Gavasic fight, uh, exactly, exactly, and they, and they still made their unification bout. So, you know, why not go ahead and make the better be above all fight,
3: right? Well, like, at like least put it on good. the undercard somewhere. You ain't paying these a lot of money, put mm-hmm. it on, on some undercard.
0: <laughs> yep, you know, they could have, you know, what they could have did, um. They could have get did Gavazic-Baval on the undercard for Joshua Usyk. Mm. For real. Yeah, they could have did that because, uh, yeah, man, I ain't I ain't seeing nothing happening with that undercard either, man. Like that's gonna be that ain't gonna be a good look either, man. You know. Hey,
3: yeah, you see what's been happening lately? They've been anou- announcing main events without announcing the undercards. So you know, as a fan, you ain't getting shit worth of them.
0: Yeah, this looks, it's looking like that all across the board, man, because it's like once they announce the main events, it's just like, we don't get the thing for the undercards until yeah. two or three weeks later. The and only then you look good at
3: card we got is Fury versus Wilder. Yeah. It's the only
0: good card we got. The rest of these cards is trash. And and the thing about it is, is like, we really hadn't, you know, here we are in like, you know, 2021, we really haven't had that many marquee fights, mm-hmm. you know, over the course of the year. So what are y'all going to do with these fighters? Are y'all yep. going to have them still sitting or y'all going to have to, you know, get them, get them some dates? I'm like, yo, why don't y'all just go ahead, and consolidate and have these fighters fight? Uh, In these undercards and just put, you know, all your budget in that back end and put it in these cards. You know what I mean? You got Gary Russell. You got Keith Thurman. Keith Thurman.
3: You got Luis Ortiz. Yep. Even Ray Vargas is down with PBC now. Where's his fight? Yep. You know, there's a lot of dudes that can be marquee dudes that don't have no fight coming up. And nothing seems to be on the horizon. What are they doing with uh, David Benavidez? Well, they're waiting, I guess, for him to get back to training. I I know Espinosa was clear in saying that they're just going to reschedule it. Mm. So I guess we'll see. I'm looking at maybe, well, it can't be September 11th. I feel like they would have announced that already. But maybe September 25th, they might do it then. Yeah. Like, how long it take to recover from COVID? I don't know. It took me a long-ass time, but I'm not no uh, well-trained athlete. I'm just a fat nigga from the Bronx. So it took (laughs) me a while to recover. (laughs) You know? How long is it going to take Benavidez to recover? Now, he's an athlete, but he's also a crackhead. So... <laughs> Who knows
0: how? Yo, it's, Who it's knows a, no it's
3: cocaine involved I
0: don't Who know, knows man.
3: How long it takes when you I
0: don't know. And uh man, so yeah, they gotta figure that out. Uh they still got Jamal. You know, Maul has his fight and Mel had his fight. I don't know if they were gonna try to have one of those guys fight again this year. Uh shoot. They don't know if they were going to try to put a, if they were going to make the rematch between Mel and Casano.
3: Yeah. And then what's up with Charles Martin, guys yeah. like that. Yep. You know, not, nothing on the horizon for these guys. You know, you thought maybe you would get Martin versus Ruiz, but Ruiz just had the knee surgery. Yep. Maybe they could do
0: Martin versus Luis Ortiz. Or, yeah, Ortiz. Yeah. Do but something. And well, you know what? If if uh, you're gonna have um, you know the thing there for that free uh, part of the uh, Wilder Fury Wilder three on the card, they have uh, Charles Martin versus Luis Ortiz on Fox.
3: Oh no, 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 they wouldn't do that. (laughs) That that'd be too expensive. I would love it, but that's too expensive. I would love that. Oh man, I would love that.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I like, would love that. Like, come on. Shit, oh, that could be on Yeah, that's another one. Pound yeah, for Pound Sports and on the live man. Otto Wallin versus Ortiz. Well mm. maybe they could, they could put that on Fox. I like maybe.
3: that too. I
0: don't know, maybe I need to give uh Otto Wallet a phone call, be like, Hey, I'm just, yeah, have some against Luis Ortiz, you know? So that could yeah, it's possibly. like a lot of guys who
3: don't he got have all those
0: heavyweights, man. Yeah, and and yeah, nothing for them, man. It's it's like you know, other than the ones that just oh, and, and you know, Gerald Washington had COVID too, so you yeah. know, <laughs> he gonna need a fight. Yeah, he gonna need a fight.
3: And you know? is Badu Jack gonna come back this year? Hmm, I don't know. Because he got screwed out of his title shot. Right.
0: So, you yeah, know. they got yeah, to set something up for him, man. Um, shoot, they could have had him against the beach of Revolve, man. Mm-hmm. Something. Oh, God
3: dang. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that at all. You know. Did Andre Berto fight yet this year? Nah. Wasn't
0: he supposed to come back? He was. Who did they potentially have him up against? And, yeah, you know, I, I they were trying to have him in position to fight. I don't know, like a – it a Keith Thurman? Uh, no, it was Ugas. Oh, it was Ugas. That yeah. was a rumor. Yeah, it was yeah. Ugas. Yeah. That's
3: right. It was Ugas. So, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure Broner wants to come back. Right. He he hard up for money right now.
0: Yeah, he hard up for money, and he's going to ask for a lot of money if he wants to get back in the ring, too. So. Uh, Cody Crawley
3: – he 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 had missed the main event. Yeah. Pitbull Cruz got to come back. Tank said he's coming back in October.
0: October, yeah, he probably would be coming back against, uh, you
3: know, the Raviyanchenko started a fight this year. Nope. He he got called the mandatory with oh boy. Yeah, with Munguia, but you know Munguia's not gonna take that. Yeah, he ain't gonna take it. Munguia's gonna pass on that. We know that. Oh, final eliminator! Yeah, yeah, he ain't gonna go for that. Robert Easter needs to come back. Hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: One forty yeah. is too hot for Robert Easter to just to be sitting around
0: doing
1: nothing. Yeah, man, yeah, they got pressure. all those
0: guys, man. Um, Ali Rivera, yeah. man, who they have? Ali Rivera, Gary Antoine Russell. Um, Don't forget, Fugler Super was supposed ideas. to be
3: back already. He was supposed to fight Sergio Garcia. Yeah, and you know, Danny wants to come back.
0: At 154?
3: I think he'll come back wherever the money's at. He don't care.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If there's like money around, he'll he'll come back for it. Yeah, and they ain't got well, J Rock ain't fight because he remember he was out due to the injury, mm-hmm. so he gotta have a fight. You know Tony um, Harris is going to come back after that poor performance. Right. And so does Jared Hurd. Mm-hmm. So so there's that, man.
3: So And Papa Pootie Tang ain't come back yet.
0: <laughs> uh Jamal James. Yeah, Jamal James. Yeah, so uh, a lot of guys, man. A lot and of guys, man. Like you know, four months, uh, you know, remaining to, you know, get something in there for this, uh, this year. Like if they, if they like really pack the, you know, pack these cards, then you know they will really get a serious amount of interest. But yeah, it doesn't look like they're you know willing to go for it. So. Uh, kind of disappointing in that sense because you know you could potentially have something where they could stack these cards and you know have like a Don King special shout. Don King had his birthday over the weekend. Yeah, let's hope it was his last one. Yeah. So. uh, So I mean, I'll see how that goes, man. Hopefully, they'll be able to straighten some things out. And we get some good fights here in the last, uh, over the the end tell in 2021 and then, uh, just look forward to 2022. But yo, know, that's, uh, pretty much it for this version of the podcast. Thanks for everybody uh, that's joined in, uh, here for this particular episode. We, you know, we'll get back at it, uh, here next week. Um, I guess it, you know, we'll talk about a few things uh, out there in the boxing world are there because, uh, Outside of the thing for um, I don't know, maybe do live I don't know live coverage of this thing for uh Paul versus Willie or whatever it is, but uh, outside of that, you know, there's only like a couple other things in uh, boxing that's coming up over the next couple weeks, man. But you know, not really, uh, man. Like outside of what Fulton Figueroa, man, like you know, really isn't uh really that big type of. You know, high-profile fight that's out there. You know, for yes, a good no of time, man. Yeah, very slim, man. Very slim. Uh, but with that being said, um, uh, point of boxing here is to hit and not get hit. Not to stand and trade on that. No, folks, I'm out. Have a good evening, everybody. Bomb Peace, foie,
3: baby.